The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. All Hit Radio! To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, TV, And our main website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Robert Salas. We're going to be talking to Robert about his new book, Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon, How World Governments Have Conspired to Conceal humanity's biggest secret. In 1969, the United States Air Force issued a statement that read, no UFO reported, investigated, and evaluated by the, U- by the Air Force was ever an indication of threat to our national security. Now, this statement is patently false. It has been proven untrue by the testimony of many military officers and airmen and documentation of incidents involving UFOs and nuclear weapons, testimonies of which the U.S. Air Force are fully aware. Unidentified details, uh, many of these testimonies, some for the very first time. As partial justification for its position, the Air Force cites a University of Colorado study that was contracted and paid for by federal funds. Unidentified reveals how this study was actually just another part of the plan to cover up the reality of the UFO phenomenon. For the very first time, Unidentified publishes evidence that the investigators for the Colorado study knew about the UFO-related missile shutdown incidents, but did not investigate them or include them in their final report. This is where my guest this hour comes in, Robert Salas. Robert Salas is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy, class of 1964. He served seven years on active duty before separating from the Air Force in 1971. While on active duty, he worked as a weapons controller, flew target drones, commanded intercontinental ballistic missiles as launch officer, and worked as an Air Force missile propulsion engineer on the Titan III program. From 1971 to 1973, He worked as a safety and reliability engineer for Martin Marietta Aerospace and Rockwell International on the shuttle program design proposals. In 1974, until his retirement in 1995, he worked for the Federal Aviation Administration as an aircraft structure certification industry. 
Now, since 1998, he has worked as a mathematics teacher. He currently teaches and tutors mathematics in 2005. He published the book Faded Giant with co-author James Klotz, uh, which is which details his UFO incident while stationed at Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana, in 1967. On September 27, 2010, he co-sponsored a press conference at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., where he and six other ex-military witnesses testified to the reality of the UFO incidents at nuclear weapon bases. Now, in 19, uh, let me see, in May 2013, he participated in the Citizens' Hearing on Disclosure, once again at the National Press Club in Washington, Mr. Salas has been publicly speaking about his incident at UFO conferences, radio, and television shows since 1996. The website, www.spiralgalaxy.org. And now joining me is Robert L. Salas. And Robert, welcome to the X-Zone. Great to be with you, Rob. Robert, Thanks for that comprehensive introduction. Well, I just wanted to know the people. I, I just want to let the listeners know that you are a man who is well-qualified, well-certified. You are a witness above and beyond reproach. And you, to this very day, are saying, hey, the governments of the world have conspired to conceal the UFO phenomenon. Why? Oh, good question. Why? Uh, you know, I, uh, based on my experience... Uh, Mm-hmm. With uh, witnesses and uh, and uh, all, all all the experiences I've had in, in in testifying and talking to people, I really think this is now about a uh, uh, culture of, of greed and power. Um, there, there is a I'm, I'm convinced a secret group uh, worldwide, mm-hmm. uh, probably staffed by people who have worked in intelligence agencies. Uh, well versed in how to hide secrets and in uh, and, and such an organization, and it, I think it's to the point now where that they have worked with uh, recovered craft and probably uh, mm-hmm. uh, actual entities and, uh, and 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 know a lot. <laughs> they know a lot about this phenomenon, which they're not sharing with the public. And uh, probably some of this stuff is very valuable, uh, both commercially and uh, and as let's say uh, uh, bargaining chips mm-hmm. uh, in uh, international politics. Gotcha, Robert. Stand by. We've got to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Exxon Nation. My very special guest this hour is Robert Salas. He is the author of Unidentified: The UFO Phenomenon. How World Governments Have Conspired to Conceal Humanity's Biggest Secret. His website is www.spiralgalaxy.org. The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, continues on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.x.com. 
xzbn.net. Welcome back, Exxon Nation. My guest this hour is Robert Salas. He's the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomena. It's published by New Page Press, and Robert's website is www.spiralgalaxy.org. Robert, can you tell us about your March 24th, 1967 UFO encounter while you were in the Air Force? Uh, sure. Very briefly, I was on duty at uh, what we call Oscar Flight. It's a uh, uh, hardened site uh, in control of 10 nuclear missiles. These were Minuteman 1 missiles at the time uh, on March 24, 1967. I was down in the capsule, which is 60 feet underground. Uh, we had uh, six guards or so upstairs uh, and uh, a secure facility. Uh, on on this night or early morning, I don't remember which, uh, uh, we got a, two calls. First call from the topside guard said they'd seen strange lights in the sky and uh, uh, making strange maneuvers. Uh, they weren't aircraft, according to them. They were silent, uh, lighted objects, uh, making 90-degree uh, turns, etc., uh, high speeds. I had kind of dismissed this, and then... Um, uh, about five minutes later, he called back, and this time he was screaming into the phone, very frightened, and saying they were looking out at a glowing red object hovering above the front gate. It was just a, a red pulsating light, um, some 40 or 50 feet in diameter, uh, oval-shaped, uh, just sitting there above the front gate. They had all the, the weapons drawn. Uh, scared to death uh, and wanted me to tell him what to do next. Uh, I was pretty shocked. Uh, thought we could have been under some sort of an attack. Uh, I didn't know what to think, really, but I just mm -hmm. told him not to let anything inside the front gate use whatever force necessary. Um, and he hung up the phone. I went to tell my commander about the phone calls, and as I was starting to tell him, uh, our missiles started going into what's called a no-go condition. They were disabled. Uh, we got red lights on the board. We got klaxons and horns going off. and uh, All 10 of those missiles uh, became disabled while this object was still up there. Uh, of course, we were locked in. I couldn't go up there and look at the object um, uh, and uh, we went through our procedures, uh, checked uh, we had a way of checking um, the fault, and it was guidance and control system failure for each of the 10 missiles. Wow. Uh, we had inertial guidance system, meaning we had a, a system uh, uh, where uh, the guidance package had to be carefully oriented um, and targeted, uh, and it it was more of a mechanical, initial mechanical system uh, until it got airborne. Then, of course, the computers took over uh, to calculate its uh, trajectory on target. Um, but at any rate, this was just a failure of the guidance system. We, we had the same uh, announcement on each of the missiles. Uh, there was no power loss. It, it, but what, what this object would have had to do is send a, 
uh, a specific signal through uh, 60 feet of earthen concrete and uh, wow. penetrate the um, cabling system, which was triply shielded from EMI, electromagnetic interference, mm-hmm. and uh, and send a signal to each of the missiles separately, which were located about a mile or two uh, from my facility and then uh, another mile from each other. So um, you know, this was quite a thing. Uh, we've never... I had never uh, experienced anything like this. Um, there was no real explanation that the Air Force could come up with. But um, And we were notified. After we notified the command post, they, they told us that the same thing had happened uh, at another site. And that turned out to be the Echo Flight incident, which happened about a week earlier. Uh, similar incident, UFOs overhead, and uh, all 10 missiles shut down while the UFOs were overhead. So uh, within the span of eight days, we lost 20 missiles to UFOs. Could those missiles have been reprogrammed to go back into active duty, sir? Oh, absolutely. We, you know, the, the mm-hmm. missiles were not damaged. The systems were not damaged. Uh, we, we had maintenance crews get out there right away, and most of these missiles were brought back up online within 24 hours. Wow. So um, it was just a matter of, uh, uh, recalibrating uh, the guidance system. Was there any? Was there any any notification from NORAD or any other any other radar facility that actually could collaborate the the sightings that your your people on the surface were were, <clears throat> were having? Well, if. If NORAD had any uh, radar data, I didn't hear about it. But what we did find out from our investigation was mm-hmm. that on the same day, March 24th, uh, same evening, actually, uh, this was a, um, called the Belt Sighting. And this this is documented, well documented in Blue Book. And, of course, I've got these documents on my in my books. Right. Um, uh a UFO was sighted by a truck driver. It was confirmed by uh, Montana Highway Patrol. The UFO landed. And this UFO or other UFOs like it uh, were also seen on the base, on Malmstrom Air Force Base, flying uh, over the base flight line and also tracked on radar. So there, there is a, at least a, a record of that, at least from uh, public reporting. And mm-hmm. This comes from public reports from the newspaper. Uh, we didn't get any documents uh, about that particularly, but uh, there were airmen that saw the UFO uh, on the, again the same day as my incident. After having investigated the UFO phenomenon, uh, as you have, Robert, do you believe that whoever is entering our airspace, entering the atmosphere of this planet, do they, in your opinion, pose a threat to national security or to the welfare of the world? Okay, that that is another very good question. Uh, 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 overall, uh, I'd say uh, in, in this case specifically, mm-hmm. and in other cases I've documented where UFOs were uh, seen over nuclear facilities, I think it was basically simply to uh, send a message to us to get rid of our nuclear weapons. Uh, in in the cases that I discuss in my book, um, 
There was no damage, specific damage done to the missiles themselves. And again, just like in my case, mm-hmm. uh, they're, basically they're shining a, a beam of light at times. They're shining a beam of light at, at weapon storage areas. Um, and, and again, they they want to make sure that you know people uh, on on the ground see this and and note it. The fact that uh, these objects are penetrating these highly secure facilities. Shining a beam of light on weapons, uh, nuclear weapons, and uh, to me, that that says that they're just sending a message, and the message is, you know, get rid of your nuclear weapons. Yeah. So in that sense, uh, we could say that uh, they've got our best interest at heart. Uh, but again, there, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, claim to know mm-hmm. for certain what they're up to because it's still a mystery. It's a mystery that has been going on since 1947. Um, do you believe, sir, I'm just asking this of, of Robert Salas, citizen, do you believe that the governments of the world really have information and that they are involved in a worldwide conspiracy to suppress the information about UFOs? And if yes, why? Well, uh, I just... Uh, just amend your statement just a little bit. I'm, I'm not sure it's governments per se. You know, okay. lot, for example, I don't think our president knows about the UFO mm-hmm. secrets. Uh, I do think that within agencies in governments throughout the world, there certainly are people in the know mm-hmm. because these incidents have happened all over the world. Yeah. Um, and there are people in the know that are probably working together in, in the form of a a secret organization, which I've, I've termed the UFO cabal, and they're holding these secrets back. Um, uh, again, I think uh, initially it was probably because they were concerned about uh, how the public would react, how, how our society would be harmed by this knowledge, uh, how, and things like that. Um, but I think and now it's to the point because this this phenomenon has been in the, the public view for so long. I think most people, uh, a lot of polls show that most people uh, believe we have indeed be, been visited uh, by extraterrestrial craft, uh, and and so the, the the there's no real reason not to disclose to the public other than. Uh, uh, the power that comes from holding these secrets. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, the, the power is, well, if you had the knowledge, for example, of how, how to travel at extremely high speeds uh, and make high G turns right. that humans cannot make today, um, then this is very powerful information. But if, this, but if this information was being held by a government power of, of the world, sir, would we still be using solid rocket fuel to get into orbit? Would we still be taking all this time to go from Earth to Mars? Would we, would we still be looking for the answers when it comes to propulsion that hundreds of thousands of people around this world this very day are working on? This is where I have a problem with the entire uh, cover-up conspiracy theory. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh Right now, we've got a system in place mm-hmm. uh, w- with regard to power where it's uh, uh, petrol-based petrol power. Yeah. Right? Uh, 
energy, uh, fuel from uh, uh, petroleum. Uh, if, let's say, we introduced uh, a free source of energy, then that, that would damage the, uh, uh, let's say, the ability of, of people that control the petro, uh, petro uh, business uh, to lose income. Uh, so, uh, so as in any other case, right? follow the money. All right. All right, Mr. Salas, we've got to take a commercial break here with the news at the bottom of the hour. Thank you so much for joining us. It's indeed a pleasure having you on the show. Exxon Nation, Robert Salas is our special guest this hour. He's the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. It's published by New Page Press, and uh, Robert's website is www.spiralgalaxy.org. Robert Salas and I will return on the other side of this news break. As the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Robert Salas is our special guest. He is the author of Unidentify the UFO Phenomenon, How the World's Governments Have Conspired to Conceal Humanity's Biggest Secret. His website is www.spiralgalaxy.org. Robert, before you had your incident, uh, your UFO encounter on March 24, 1967, what were your views on UFOs? You know, I didn't think about it much at all. Uh, uh, certainly, I'd read the uh, local paper, mm-hmm. the Great Falls Tribune, uh, had uh, from time to time people reporting lights in the sky, that sort of thing. But I I was with most people that thought that there was nothing to this. Uh, really? So, uh, no, I had, you know, I had no belief system over mm-hmm. UFOs before my incident. The... The uh, missile silos where this happened, were they under video surveillance? And if so, did the video surveillance show any anomalies the night of March the 24th, 1967? No, unfortunately, we did not have video cameras then. Um, As far as I know, nobody took photographs of, of this incident. You know, I've often thought that the UFO phenomenon is is what the Bible is based upon. The burning bush, the the descent of gods from the heavens in, in mythology and folklore, and when it comes to the conspiracy aspect, I don't think 
that it's as much as the government or the shadow government or the puppet masters who are responsible for the cover-up. I believe that it is the Vatican, the head of the churches, because if it was in fact disclosed that we have been visited by extraterrestrials all these years, that would that would mean that at that very moment, religion as we know it would cease to exist. Well, the church, uh, the Catholic Church specifically, I think, has made a statement that if uh, when or when uh, extraterrestrial mm-hmm. life is discovered, uh, that they would welcome in them into the fold of the Catholic Church. So I, I, they may be preparing the public for mm-hmm. disclosure in the future, but um, uh, you're, you're right in the, in the sense that uh, it would be a shock to a lot of people because it would change uh, a lot of ideas as yeah. to how what our origins may have been. Uh, some people think that E.T. may have even brought uh, life originally to Earth. Uh, but, um, yeah, there would, it would definitely be a shock to our system, no doubt. Just imagine that. They wouldn't have religion as an excuse to cause war. Yes. yes. Isn't that... There's, there's another question I'd like to ask you. If we are being visited and by extraterrestrials... Why haven't they stepped in during a nuclear crisis like at Fukushima? Why haven't they stepped in uh, during the the wars that we are continuously having on this planet? Mm-hmm. Uh, any ideas on, on why? Well, uh, in fact, uh, in my book, uh, I, I do talk about incidents that have happened even before um, – the first nuclear explosion, uh, there there have been UFO sightings over uh, the Hanford facility, for Mm -hmm. example, uh, which were uh, documented. Um, And during World War II, during the Vietnam War, the Korean War, um, uh, and even uh, during the uh, Iraqi War, um, UFOs were sighted uh, at that time. No, they have been a, observers rather than interfering in our wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we could uh, speculate about that. Uh, one speculation might be that they want to see if we humans can uh, somehow uh, get along better and not have wars. Uh, uh, because uh, they were probably concerned, and, and this goes to your other question as to why they haven't you know, landed on the White House lawn. Sure. Um, and they they were probably very concerned about uh, about meeting or uh, having some uh, you know close dealings with us mm-hmm. because we are so warlike yeah. and we would probably consider them enemies uh, or at least very different from us and uh, and uh, you know how we've treated people that are different from us yeah. Fact. Mind you, there's the other possibility that they may suffer the same effects as the North American um, First Nations did when the Westerners came over and brought plagues and disease with them, and maybe they're right. just concerned for their for their well-being. Right. Um, I understand, Robert, that uh, you think there was collusion between the Condon investigation on UFOs and the U.S. Air and the U.S. Air Force, and I was wondering if you could uh, tell us why. Yeah. yeah, I have evidence to that effect. Uh, as as you stated in the uh, start of the show, uh, uh, 
the Conant investigation knew about the Malmstrom Air Force Base mm -hmm. incidents. And the reason I know this is because I've, I've got documents from uh, Dr. Roy Craig, who was the chief investigator for Condon. Uh, th these documents are accessible to the public. Um, they're at the, I think, uh, Texas A&M uh, Archive Library, um, where he visits um, a man by the name of Ray Fowler. You may know that name, sure. Ray Fowler, yeah. um, who was um, part of what's called the Early Warning Group. Uh, that was to notify the kind of investigation of UFO incidents uh, that might interest them. He actually visited Ray Fowler after Ray contacted him because Fowler was the uh, man who had uh, worked for Sylvania. Sylvania had the an electrical contract on the Minuteman system, and when the uh, Malmstrom incidents, both the Echo and Oscar flights, uh, went down. Uh, Fowler heard about it, and he actually uh, heard from witnesses that saw the UFOs uh, over the facilities. Uh, so he notified uh, Dr. Roy Craig, the chief investigator for Condon. Mm -hmm. Craig actually visited with uh, Fowler. Fowler gave him names, phone numbers, specifics about the, these incidents. Uh, Craig actually went to Malmstrom Air Force Base in October '67. And uh, and was told by uh, the base ops officer that, yeah, while there was an investigation going on, uh, that UFOs had nothing to do with it. Uh, Fowler, I'm, I'm sorry, Craig got the message <laughs> that he was not to poke his nose into this and just turned around and went home. He did not. He did not interrogate any of the witnesses, even though he had names and phone numbers, et cetera. Uh, they never looked into the Malmstrom incident again. So to me, that was a clear sign of collusion. There's also documents that the Malmstrom Air Force Base um, uh, UFO officer, again, this is Lieutenant Colonel Chase, um, lied to uh, Project Blue Book in writing. And I have that those documents. Uh, so to me, I've, I've got good evidence where the the Air Force not only lied to the Condon investigators, but also to their own uh, offices uh, within the Air Force. What is your opinion of the Roswell crash of 1947, sir? I think it's a very significant and uh, true case. Uh, there have been, uh, by my count, something like 300 witnesses uh, that have come forward uh, telling uh, various aspects of the Roswell crash. Uh, uh, and this is very well documented. Uh, I'll recommend a book by uh, Donald Schmidt and, um, um, sorry, I can't remember his co-author, uh, but it's called, um, um, it, uh, uh, Witness to Roswell, I think. It's called Witness to Roswell. Uh, but, uh, yes, I uh, certainly believe this is a valid case. You know, another U.S. Air Force um, officer, Charles Hull, has uh, come out several years ago talking about the greys that, that he himself took to, to Las Vegas, that, uh, you know, that he was part of an area where these crafts would land and use Earth as a, as a uh, rest stop. 
And I was, you know, I was wondering if you had any uh, any opinion on uh, what Robert, what Charles Hull has been talking about, the fact that he interacted with these extraterrestrials, that they in fact do leave the restricted air, areas in uh, in uh, Nevada and go into Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm not going to comment specifically about that because I haven't really looked into Mr. Hull's um, evidence. Okay. What I will say, however, is uh, when I started uh, investigating these cases, I was very skeptical mm-hmm. about some of the things I heard. But as the years have gone on uh, and uh, other things have come to light, I, I don't dismiss any of the statements uh, by some of these witnesses out of hand. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I believe them. It means I simply don't dismiss them out of hand and uh, because this this is so complex, the the phenomenon is so complex that uh, uh, we, you know, it depends on how uh, what kind of proof you you'd need or what you might accept. Um, so I, I'm not going to say one way or the other okay. whether I I believe Mr. Hall is correct. With all the UFO sightings that uh, that are that are being reported these days, Peter Davenport at the uh, Center for UFO uh, does a great job in, in archiving these events worldwide. Uh, Nick Pope does a great job in, in the United Kingdom, um, and governments around the world are, are releasing UFO files. Why do you think the U.S. government has not made these files public yet? Well. Uh- They've already gone on record as saying, uh, you know, what you read earlier, uh, that there's nothing of significance to the UFO phenomenon. In fact, recently, President Obama had allowed people to ask him questions about anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you probably know, Stephen Bassett uh, wrote an inquiry to the uh, office of the president. Yeah. asking them to release information about the UFO phenomenon. We got a response back from the Office of Science and Technology, which is right under the, the office, of the, within the office of the president, uh, uh, stating again the same thing. We don't think uh, we have been visited by extraterrestrial beings. There's no evidence to that, and uh, case closed. So that's the position of the United States mm-hmm. government. Uh, other governments now are are more open to this question, uh, specifically Argentina, Peru. Uh, as you know, uh, Great Britain has uh, released uh, uh, many of their files. However, recently they said, well, we, we withheld some that we should have released, and so they've got more files. So, But as far as the U.S. government, they are, uh, since 1969, have been mum on the question and are not releasing any, any related files to UFOs. Is it possible that the files that are being released by governments around the world are are bogus, uh, that they are just releasing these files in order to appease the public, that the real files are being withheld? Oh, I absolutely concur with that, yeah. I think uh, most of the files that are being released by governments are, um, you know, what I like to call lights in the sky stories. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the real... Uh, Good cases where there have been uh, thorough investigations and witness testimonies and evidence, uh, hard evidence, uh, those are most likely being held. And again, not necessarily by the governments, but by these 
agents within the okay. governments that are part of this international cabal. As a, as a former member of the United States Air Force, uh, the stories that go along with UFO sightings where people are visited by men in black, what's your opinion? Uh, I've heard these stories, in fact, uh, from other witnesses. that uh, Now, these uh, so-called men in black, um, some of the witnesses claim that these were not... Um, humans, mm -hmm. that they were uh, hybrids or extraterrestrials uh, dressed in, in black. Um, but um, certainly there are agents, again, uh, working for the cabal, that one of their tasks is certainly to keep witnesses quiet or to collect information from witnesses. Um, you mentioned the Roswell story. Uh, uh, many of those witnesses were were uh, threatened with their lives, uh, the lives of their uh, offspring, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, so there are certainly people, you can call them men in black, if you like, that, that are working for the cabal, that whose job it is to discredit witnesses, to interrogate witnesses, and possibly even threaten them, or worse. Why did the government stop uh, Project Blue Book? Well, uh, the, the statement uh, issued in uh, 1969 by the Air Force says that um, there was no reason to have uh, a public reporting of the UFO phenomenon because the Air Force is not, no, was no longer going to investigate UFO mm -hmm. cases. And, and that itself is a, is a lie because the Air Force continued to investigate cases after 1969. We know that. Um, uh, there was a 1975 case in Malmstrom Air Force Base, again, UFOs uh, affected uh, nuclear weapons, uh, which was um, investigated by the Air Force. Uh, and there have been many others. All right, please stand by. Robert, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation, Robert Salas is our very special guest this hour www.spiralgalaxy.com That's www.spiralgalaxy.com And Robert is the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon How World Governments Have Conspired to Conceal Humanity's Biggest Secret And uh, Robert and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada Don't go away The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Robert Salas is my guest this hour. Exonation. he's the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon, How World Governments Have Conspired to Conceal Humanity's Biggest Secret, www.spiralgalaxy.org is the website. And uh, Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show. It is, it's been a great pleasure having you on. I read your book, I love it, and I've been telling my listening audience for 23 years that I want to believe and thanks to your book, I'm one step closer. <laughs> That's good to hear, Rob. Thank you. Um, you know, you, Steve Bassett, and so many others are getting the message out there. You're having these press conferences. You're going to the the uh, the press club in Washington. Steve is doing a great job uh, on his project disclosure. How frustrating is it for you when you get the world's media right there in front of you and they still don't believe. Well, it's, uh, I'm not sure I, I would agree with that. I, I've, I've spoken to a lot of media people, people uh, that have, you know, are, are t- on, on TV all the time, yeah. uh, privately that tell me that they do believe. Uh, but the, uh, the issue goes higher. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, w- I was um, interviewed by, um, uh, let's see, uh, like a Channel 7 uh, ABC uh, commentator anyway uh, uh, for his special on UFOs. And, mm-hmm. and he, they, they, they took, took me to Dallas, flew me to Dallas. I uh, was there for three days. They interviewed me and said, said I had a great story. They were going to feature my story on their TV program. And a week before it was to air, I get a call saying that they couldn't put it on. And they didn't give me a reason. But again, I think they're the powers above them uh, stifled the show, or at least my my part of it. Unreal. Simply yeah. unreal. By the, by the way, the book that was co-written with Mr. Schmidt was by Thomas Carey. Yes, thank you for that. You're I, welcome. I should have remembered Thomas Carey. What what is the what is your message to the the worldwide listening audience of the Exxon tonight, sir? What is what would you like them to what would you like to leave them? Uh, really what I'd I'd like to tell your audience is to educate themselves on this phenomenon. There are uh, uh, plenty of, of good books and um and incidents that uh, are well-documented, well-supported by witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like to at least have, especially the non-believers, look into this further uh, and and educate yourselves because eventually this, uh, this reality will be known to everyone. Uh, I truly believe that, uh, that uh, disclosure is coming. Uh, I can't tell you when, but mm-hmm. I think it will come. And uh, I think the public uh, has an obligation to be ready for that. Robert, uh, once again, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure. Let our listeners know where they can get a copy of your book, Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon, and give them your website one more time. Yeah, uh, you can get it on Amazon.com or uh, Barnes & Noble. I know it's there. And uh, my website is spiralgalaxy.org. They would be interested in in going to the section that has uh, the witness testimony. Some of it's an audio tape. They can Mm -hmm. actually hear uh, the witnesses uh, 
uh, for example, my commander and uh, the deputy commander of Echo Flight, and also documents uh, supporting my case at, at my website. Robert, a pleasure having you on the show. I wish you, I wish you continued success, and I can't, I can't, uh, I can't wait until the next time you come back and join us here on the X Zone. Thank you, Rob. I really enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Have a nice evening. Exo Nation, Robert Salas has been my guest this hour, the author of Unidentified, The UFO Phenomenon, How World Governments Have Conspired to Conceal Humanity's Biggest Secret, www.spiralgalaxy.org. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Mm-hmm.